Welcome to Real Talk Fantasy Baseball. I am Will Power, the host of this show. Along with me, as always, is Javi the Commish. Welcome, Javi. Haven't seen you in a little while. Glad you're back. Good. Feels good to be back, man. It's been a minute, uh, but we here. We ready. We here, man. All right. Today, we are going over the second base preview uh, right after this. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Before we start, make sure you hit that like and subscribe button if you haven't already. In the top right corner there, you're going to see our QR code that'll take you to our link tree. Uh, please use your smartphones to, to uh, use the camera and go to our link tree. You can follow us on Instagram, uh, formerly Twitter, new X, uh, TikTok, and Facebook, uh, here on YouTube, or if you're listening on Spotify, uh, the, the video is actually available on Spotify as well. So you can click that, uh, that QR code in the corner. That would help us out a lot. Uh, all right, let's get right into it. Second base preview. And dude, we wouldn't even be talking about this guy, you know, a, a few years ago, he actually came up as a second baseman, but the Red Sox didn't have room at second base because Dustin Pedroia had that spot filled up. He was their primary right fielder for a while until he got traded to the Dodgers back in 2020. And that's Mookie Betts, the starting second baseman for the Los Angeles Dodgers, who, in my opinion, is the best team in baseball right now. It's probably going to win the World Series, especially after their most recent move, getting Teoscar Hernandez to man up in left field, along with the you know spending a billion dollars on starting pitching and Shohei Otani. Crazy year we're living in, man. It is a good uh, year to be a Dodgers fan. It's a little scary, man, because, you know, we were texting about this earlier, and I was like, man, this just seems like way too good to be true. You know, uh, Oscar Hernandez is is one of those dudes that he's got a big bat. You know, he he's he's been, he's proven himself already, and now we have him. And it's like, holy shit, man, like, you were telling me, like, dude, stop spending, man. Stop, stop getting guys, man. I think, yeah. I think we're good now. <laughs> I think we're but good you know, now. The, you know, like, you know, the Dodgers, the Dodgers don't have like that. Like, the Dodgers don't have that closer yet, you know. But there's yeah, also a lot see, of teams out there that don't have that closer. So yeah, see, and I, I figured that that would be like their next, you know, the the, the next um, part of their, you know process to build a you know a World Series championship team. So yeah, you know, there's a lot of guys. Somebody, there's a lot of guys on the Dodgers that could potentially be the closer, but I don't know. There, there's Josh Hader out there in free agency. I've been hearing some chatter on uh, Twitter and, you know, the the kind of um, like the baseball world about Kenley Jansen possibly making a return to the Dodgers. Um, I don't Dude, know. I, how I always thought that uh, Gatterall was would have made a, a good uh, closer. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know what happened there, but he just he allows too much contact. You know, he does throw that really hard sinker, but a lot of contact, you know, and and when you have a closer, you need that that like lights out closer that's gonna strike out the side, you know, or at least two out of the three. You know, you don't you don't want to yeah. put the ball in play because that's when mistakes happen. And the Dodgers yeah, do I, have infield, but you know, it, like things happen all the time. So you want yeah. that guy that's going to strike out more often than not. J Josh Hader is that guy. You know, Josh Hader, right. high strikeouts. I think he's like a, above the 14 uh, K percentage. And, you know, Paper, and yeah. I, I, I think that's the guy that you really got to go for. But if you miss out on him, you know, there's other teams that are not going to be in the running for, you know, the playoffs that could all always make a splash before the trade, uh, the trade deadline in august so yeah. i don't know we'll see uh yeah, the orioles right. ended up signing craig kimbrell you know the the phillies lost out on him uh i know a lot of phillies fans are talking about they're glad that he's gone um but you know like who's who's gonna be closing <laughs> Yo, you, you know it's it's crazy because um closers you know not all teams have a one like a one legitimate closer guy that is always going to close it out for them. Like a lot of teams are rotating like 
and some other guys, I guess, you know, so, you, you know, like the days of, uh, you know, like when Ken Lee would always close it out in the ninth, you know, now you got like Evan Camise. Phillips and then, and, and uh, Buterol Buter or whatever. Yeah. And it, yeah, it's like committees. That, that's the word I was looking for. Thank you. Um, so it, it's kind of interesting. Um, it, it's kind of interesting to see what direction other teams are going to go with. Oh. I feel you know. like teams are getting smart now. You know, managers are getting smart now because it's not always about the ninth inning. Sometimes you're you're lining up to face a six, seven, and an eight guy in the ninth inning when you don't need your strongest pitcher in the ninth. You needed him in the eighth when you're coming up against a two, three, and right. four guy. I mean, the four, uh, you know, three, four, five right. guy. You know, that's when you need your strongest pitcher. So um, it's it's more about the um, what do they call it? The the fire fireman? Is that what they call him? I don't, I don't remember, but it, it's basically the guy that they put into like a high leverage situation. You know, if, if the eighth inning is when you have the best uh, hitters right. in the lineup. Yeah, I heard the, that concept before. Yeah. So, I mean, baseball's changing. Baseball's evolving as we've seen with rule changes, you know, and uh, last season and this season, yeah. more, more rule changes coming. So I don't know. But that's enough on that. This is the second base preview. So we're going to head back to Mookie Betts. Honestly, man, I mean, Mookie Betts does everything. He is a legit five-category contributor. He is amazing in categories, amazing in points. Like, this this guy should be drafted number two or three overall, you know, whether it's in categories or points. I, I don't really know, like, I mean, we can go over the details, you know, 15.4% K rate, which is freaking amazing. You know, anything under 20 is considered pretty good. A 15 is is more elite. He's actually at a 13 for his um, his career. So that's actually a little bit higher than usual. So, you know, his K rate's not going to be too high, too, too much higher than that. Uh, hit the walk rate. He actually just had the highest percentage of um, of walk rate in his entire career at 13.9. Now, the, the league average is at 8.4. So looking at his walks, he had 96 walks okay. to 107 strikeouts. That That's elite. You know, it, if that's whether crazy. he's in points league or categories league, like the, like walks, yeah. there, man, that's, that is the reason why he scored 126 runs last season you know and with all those walks he had 179 hits you know a lot of those yeah. walks you know if if it was in the zone it probably could have turned into hits he could have been a 200 hitter uh last season but you know the the walks plus hits like this yeah. this guy is amazing his his on base percentage is just out of control 408 for last season to go along with that 307 batting average 39 home runs Career high for Mookie Betts, you know. This guy's 5'9", a 5'9", and hitting 39 home runs. And he's not just a power specialist. He got some speed, too. He's not the fastest guy out there, but he knows how to control the base paths. He knows how to read pitchers, and he's double-digit strike, uh, double-digit stolen bases every single season, man. He has slowed down a lot since his 2019 season, 2018 season with Boston. But, dude, he's still getting double-digit uh, stolen bases, which is, you know, it's great for points and categories leagues. You know, you're you're going to score a lot. Um, you're, you're probably going to win your week with Mookie Betts on your team. I'm lucky enough to have him in my keeper league. Thank God. So, um, he is very expensive, though. So, um, be, be ready yeah. to be yeah, up he, for He's a fuck, man. Yeah. <clears throat> dude, he's... Um... He's just in a league of his own, bro. You, you know, he's one of those, you know, those players that I, I think that no, there's nobody that really comes close to what he can contribute to a team by himself. Like he can literally, I, I sometimes look at him and he's literally carried the Dodgers on his back. Sometimes there's games that he's had like that. So um, there's really not much more that you can say about the guy. The guy, like you said, he's. He has no weaknesses, talent. dude. And um, damn, like if you have him in in any of your league, no, he doesn't. He doesn't. <laughs> he can hit for power. He can hit for average. He can get on base. He can steal bases. He, you know, his defense is great. I mean, you know, <laughs> like the he's like the whole package, dude. So um, yeah, and man. If you, you know, got him in your in your keeper league, or if you're drafting, 
he's got to be up there as one of your first two, three players, at least. Yeah, definitely. Now, Ronald Acuna definitely has that number one spot locked up with his 40 home runs and 70 stolen bases from last season and his amazing batting average to go along with it. But Mookie yeah. Betts is a close second, man. Um, looking at his splits. Yeah, now, he's a, he's a righty. And usually you would expect righties to not do so well against other righties, but he actually did better against righties than he did against lefties. He batted 309 against righties and 300 against lefties. So 300, you know, all across the board, a 403 on That's base great. percentage versus righties and a 424 on base percentage versus lefties. 25 of his 39 home runs came versus righties. So he has power from, you know, e either facing righties or lefties. So, uh, honestly, like I, I feel like this is the guy that you don't really need to spend too much time on. You know, we gave you a lot of stats. Um, exit velocity is out of control. Last season was actually the highest of his career, ninety-two point four average exit velocity. Uh, the the guy is just freaking amazing. Uh, so that was Mookie Betts. Uh, honestly, yeah. I think Mookie Betts is actually the only second baseman that you could feel comfortable with drafting in the first round. Uh, the next guy I want to talk about is definitely a close second. Um, the thing is with Jose Altuve is that he's getting a little bit on the older side. He's going to be in his thir age 34 season. Um, you know, he had some trouble following the, the, uh, in the 2020 season, you know, he, he was in his own head a lot, you know, because of the, the sign stealing scandal. He just, he wasn't playing very good defensively, offensively, you know, he just was kind of, out of it in that in that Ooh. season but um you know he's come around he's he's finally like come into his own uh last year he was hindered by a broken thumb i believe it was he got hit by a Damn. pitch in the world baseball classic before the season even started so he didn't play uh the first month and a half of the season but when he returned he was just a beast again man this guy Damn. every single season he is so consistent except for that you know the 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 time after the cheating scandal came out but other than that he's great and he's only 56 you know like we just talked about Mookie Betts being only 59 this guy is 56 and uh every single season he's putting up close to 30 home runs as well now because he wasn't uh healthy in the beginning of the season he only managed to get 17 home runs last season but you know, that's also to go along with a 311 batting average, 14 stolen bases, and he only played 90 games last season. You know, a, yeah. a little a little more than half the season. So yeah, he, he went on a tear there at the end towards the end of the season, man. That was crazy. Like I just yeah. kept hearing home run after home run after home run. I was like, holy crap, like it's the old Altuve, you know. Like that's that's you know, as much as I hate the, the Astros, you know, um, that that dude he's always been so consistent um you know and and like you said after the whole the whole scandal and, and everything you could kind of see it in his game that he was making errors dude stuff mm -hmm. that you would never really see him do on the field and um you you just kind of started writing him off a little bit like eh, maybe he's not that elite anymore and then bam like right after the the injury he comes back and he just starts tearing it up you're like oh spoke too soon <laughs> you know the guy's back yeah. So, you know, yeah. we'll see full 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 season coming up. We, we'll see what, uh, you know, if he still got it like that. Yeah, it's, you know? it's been a while since he actually played like a real full season. The last time he played at least 150 games was back in 2017 when the Astros actually won the uh, the World Series versus the Dodgers. Um, the season before. Yeah. Quotations. <laughs> uh, the season before in 2022, he played 141 games. In 2021, he played 146. So pretty close to 150 games. Oh. Um, but you can always expect at least one IL stint from Jose Altuve, you know, going Definitely. into his age 34 season. But, you know, one thing that I'm a firm believer of is these little guys, because they don't really have a lot of weight on their body, they're able to kind of like sustain and be a little bit more durable than these bigger guys. Like, Guys like Giancarlo Stanton and Aaron Judge that are six seven, six eight. You know, these guys yeah. get hurt all the time because they're carrying around about you know 280 pounds of muscle around versus guys like Mookie Betts and Jose Altuve, who are more about like 150 to 160 pounds, you know. Um, no. so these guys, because they don't really have too much weight on, they can kind of like they, they can handle a little bit more, their bodies can handle yeah. a little bit more. I agree. So, 
Uh, that, I, I would imagine that we would probably see about 150 games again from Jose Altuve. I, I know he's, like I said, he's going into his age 34 season, but you know, a, a, a guy that as it, that is as consistent as Jose Altuve, I, I can't really hold anything against him. You know, I, I didn't like the guy for a really long time, you know, but yeah. you know, it, it's it's been a while now, so it's time to to not maybe not forget, but I, I'm ready to kind of just like let it go, you know. Right. And, um, right. I'm ready to to have guys like this on my fantasy team. There was even times before when I was like, I don't want Jose Altuve on yep. my fantasy yep. team. Yeah, you know? I'm in the, I was on the same boat, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of a lot of uh, fans that were kind of like that that hold vendettas against players, you know. Uh, there was a while ago where I had um, Jordano Ventura uh, before mm-hmm. he passed away, the, the pitcher from the Royals. And, um, you know, when I'm yeah. watching him and he was just kind of like a jerk on the mound, throwing at batters on purpose for no reason. It was like the guy before yeah. got a home run, so he ends up hitting the next batter. It's like guys like that, like it just put a bad taste in my mouth, so I didn't like it, you know, yeah. players like that. But Dude, I'm, I'm like that with uh, with uh, Correa. Yeah. I, I, I can't still get – can't get that – that over the Correa thing, maybe, maybe in a couple of years, you know, <laughs> I don't know, but Correa, he's, he's one of those guys that's kind of like on the decline. Yeah. He's not that old. I think he's like going into his age 30 season, but he's been declining for, you know, the past couple seasons, ever since he left the Astros, I feel like Minute Maid Park, it helps so many batters. You know, I, I call it the Alex Bregman special because in left field, the the wall it's it's pretty high but you know if you hit the ball the the ball high enough you can actually hit a pretty good amount of home runs you just have to pull it you know and put it up in the air it doesn't have to travel that far it can go 350 feet and it's going to be a home run you know guys like alex bregman guys like jose altuve that hit from the right side of the plate you know those are the guys that are going to be launching balls over the wall you know as we saw with jose altuve um you know, he batted 311, on base percentage 393. He uh, OPS was at a 915. So great season from Jose Altuve, even though it was a little bit short. Um, he's definitely helped out by the Minute Maid ballpark. His average exit velocity was only 86.9, but he still puts up, you know, a decent amount of home runs every single season. And you know, hitting in the top of the Astros order, he's going to score at least 100 runs uh, yeah. in, in a healthy season. Uh, last season he had 76, and that was only in 90 games. The previous seasons it was 103 and 117. Um, the RBI totals are kind of what scare me a little bit. He had 51 last season, which is fine because it was only 90 games. But the season before, when he played 141 games, he only had 57. So yeah. that's a little bit low, but you can't really expect too much from a leadoff hitter anyway. And I highly doubt that they have anyone that can kind of take over as that leadoff hitter in the Astros lineup anyway. Um, so you have anything else you want to say about Jose Altuve? Uh, no, he, um, you know, second base is one of those positions where, um, you don't have, I mean, you have a lot of guys that have multiple position eligibility, but as a true second baseman, there's not really that many that are out there that are great like that. So, you know, even I would say maybe like in the second round, you know, scoop him up if he's still there. Yeah. Yeah, um, second he's, round he's is, is good. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely one of those guys that you don't really want to pass on um, if you're trying to fill uh, those infield um, positions. Because I'm one of those that I kind of like to work my way from inside out, infield, and then outfield type. So, you know, depending on what your strategy is, um, he's definitely one of those guys that you want to take as soon as, you know, as, as early as second round, definitely. So the next guy I want to talk about I was kind of like going back and forth between Jose Altuve and Marcus Simeon as the number two overall because Marcus Simeon, he, he's he's been playing great, dude. He had that one like amazing season in Oakland. And then, you know, he, he went to the Blue Jays. I, I think it was at the Blue Jays, right? Uh, played with yeah. the Blue Jays uh, in 2021. Um, you know, he, he looked great also. And then he gets that big contract from Texas and he's been in Texas for the past two years. He still looked great. He is the model of consistency, dude. 2023, 162 games. 2022, 161 games. 2021, 162 games. In the shortened season in 2023, 53 games. 
19, um, 162 games, 2018, 159 games. He he's crazy. So durable, <laughs> dude. He plays yeah, almost yeah. every single game. It looks like he's only missed like 10 games in the last uh like five years, you know, that's and insane. In, in, in this day and age, that's hard to do, man, because there's so many guys that just they take the day off. But luckily, yeah. he's always been in the American League, so I'm sure he gets a lot of days where he's just playing the DH role. Dude, um, yeah, this past season, I was a little worried when when the season started, man. He started off really bad, dude. I was like, what happened to this guy? They gave him this big-ass contract, and then, like, what are you doing? And, dude, all of a sudden, the switch came on, and he just – damn bro he you know he did what simeon does you know so um the durability thing that's huge man because yeah 162 yeah. games bro like that's an entire Dude, when you season can, when you can play every single day like that you know it mm -hmm. it's it's so um valuable not just in a baseball aspect but dude and I, mean, I mean not just in fantasy baseball but in real baseball as well especially a guy that of, of yeah. that caliber you don't have to worry about you know trying to to find someone to replace him you know he's just he's always there he's your mainstay you, you put him in your second base spot and then he's just there for the season you know yeah. um yep. we actually did have some uh some um uh I, I can't think of the word right now, but he he looked a little bit better in 2023 than he has in previous seasons. Uh, dropped his strikeout mm -hmm. rate from the previous season. Uh, so in 2021, he was at a 20.2 strikeout rate. In 2022, he was at a 16.6 .6 strikeout rate, and he just had his second lowest strikeout rate of his career at a 14.6 in 2023. Now, league average for uh, walk percentage is at 8.4. He was at a 9.6 last season. So the walks are good. Strikeouts are good. Uh, 276 batting average, which I think that was a little bit high for Marcus Simeon. Usually he's kind of hovering around like the 250, 255 range. I wouldn't be surprised if he yeah. hits about 260, 265 next season. Uh, I wouldn't expect him to hit closer to 280 like he did this season. Um, but you know, power and speed look good. 29 home runs with 14 stolen bases. Stolen bases dropped a little bit from the 2022 season. He had 25 in 2022, uh, so 11 less uh, in 2023. But that also could be because of the lineup kind of surrounding him. The Rangers just won the World Series, and he didn't necessarily need to steal as many bases as he did in previous seasons because of his supporting cast. Uh, 100 RBI last season, 122 runs, uh, 40 doubles. That's the one that kind of sticks out to me a lot, man. Because of his speed, and maybe this is the reason why he didn't really uh, steal a lot of bases also, is because he was already on second base, you know? And yeah, that yeah. <laughs> it's a lot easier to steal from first to second than it is from second to third. So um, his sprint speed is, is pretty decent, but... You know, when you're hitting that many doubles and you have Corey Seager hitting behind you, it's like you don't really need to steal as many bases as you were uh, previously. Um, but, dude, 122 runs scored. You know, that that's that's the outlier right there. Uh, yeah, that was the second highest of his career. Really weird. He actually scored 123 runs in Oakland in uh, 2019, but he also played 162 games that season. So. Yeah. Um, Marcus Simeon, uh, the, the left side or the right side, it doesn't really matter. He hit 283 versus lefties, 273 versus righties. Uh, if you can hit 273 as a righty against righties, like that's that's really good. You're good. <laughs> you know? You're good. So, yeah, <laughs> you're good. You're good. You're good. Uh, he is a little bit older. He's going to be 33 this season. And, you know, as we talked about in, uh, you know, uh, for Jose Altuve. And even Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts, I think, is going into his age 32 season soon. So a lot of these guys, a lot of these elite guys at the top of the second base position, they're getting they're, they're getting a little bit older. But none of them seem to be really slowing down at all. So, no. um, you know, maybe an IL stand. It looks like it kind of looks like they're getting better. Yeah, seriously. You know, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't even I would even imagine that some, they, you know, that they'd give some of these guys a little bit of time, you know, to, to kind of just. Um, to keep, give their bodies a rest, you know what I mean? Like, you know, avoid injuries and stuff like that. 
Yeah, I mean, the good thing is, well, not really for bet, for bets because the, the Dodgers have Otani now, but um, the Rangers and the Astros don't really have that, like, definitive DH. I mean, the Astros do have Jordan Alvarez, who doesn't really play the outfield too much, but he gets hurt a lot also. So a lot of times he's going to be on the IL for almost half the season. So they're get, definitely going to need a DH. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Jose Altuve kind of, like, um, takes a, a couple reps at DH throughout yeah. the season. Yeah. Like, you know, make to to take the uh, the weight off his legs for a little bit, you know, and yeah, you gotta preserve him a little bit, man. Uh, ah, man, I don't know why I didn't do this earlier, but um, so Mookie <clears throat> Betts, he is in a tier all on his own, in my opinion. You know, talking about him being like number two or three overall in fantasy drafts. Um, if if you're listening on Spotify, I actually have a, a graphic up right now showing that Mookie Betts is in a tier on his own. Uh, tier number two, we have Jose Altuve, Ozzy Albies, and Marcus Simeon. So we already talked about uh, Jose Altuve and Marcus Simeon, but Ozzy Albies, he was a little banged up this season also. Um, yeah. But he he's a switch hitter, you know, hits from both sides of the plate. And, um, you, you know, his, his splits are actually a little bit deceiving and a little bit weird. He hit 391 versus lefties. And 250 versus righty. So you would assume, like, why even be a switch hitter? Why don't you just hit from the right side all the time? You know, if you do 391 versus lefties and versus righties, you're not really hitting them so so good. Uh, but the thing is, even though he hit 391 versus lefties, he only hit five home runs versus lefties. But the 250 batting average versus righties, that came with the 28 home runs. So Damn, that's crazy. Power comes <laughs> that is weird. Left. Power comes from the left side, but batting average comes from the right side. So you That's do you, weird. Know, you know what you're doing. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, double Holy digits shit. still on bases every season when healthy. He's in a great lineup, man. He, he's going to put up 200 runs plus RBI every single season. His K percentage is under 20% every year. Uh, which means his on-base percentage, it, it should be a little bit higher than it is, but his walk percentage, that that's that's I, I believe is his weakness. He relies so much on his high contact rate that a lot of times he'll be swinging out of the zone, you know, and um, he doesn't really hit the, uh, right. the off-speed pitches very well. So it, with those off-speed pitches, he doesn't, um, he doesn't swing and miss a lot. You know, but there is a lot yeah. of soft contact there. He's putting the ball on the ground a lot. So with his speed, a lot of times, you know, that's why his batting average is at 280 last season. Uh, he'll be able to leg out those singles, you know, where the infield won't be able to get to the ball fast enough. Um, yeah. But, you know, his his uh, his walk rate is the reason why he is behind guys like Marcus Simeon and and Jose Altuve, because his home runs look good. 33 last season and 13 stolen bases, um, 96 runs and 109 RBI, only only 46 walks. And it looks like that's about the same for his entire career, 47 in 2021, um, 54 in 2019, 36 in 2018. So he's not a high on-base percentage guy. But, you know, batting average is fine. It. It, he was a little bit higher than normal at 280, but he's he's probably closer to like a 265 type of hitter. But good power and speed. Um, I, I like Ozzy Albies in like the um, like middle of the third round. I'd say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's, he's 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 so I dude. I've always liked Albies. Um, the only thing that always gets me is like the little injuries he has here and there. Um, but when he's on point, man, he's on point, and he's he's one of those other you know, second baseman that you, you know, if you got a chance to, if you get a chance to get him before anybody else, uh, you know, obviously if the other, you know, the other three guys are off the board, you know, he's definitely the guy to go for, um, you know, uh, when your time comes to, to picking a, you know, depending on strategy, like I said earlier, um, yeah, he's, he, he'd be one of those guys that you'd want to get, um, cause he's really going to contribute, um, to your, uh, to your fantasy team. Yeah, and whether it's all, points all or categories, categories, like he's yeah. he's really good in both. And the one thing that I didn't mention that kind of sets him apart from his uh, three predecessors, Mookie Betts, Marcus Simeon, and Jose Altuve are all in their 30s. Ozzy Albies is only going to be 27 in 2024. Yeah. And you know what I always say about 27 years old? 
That's when your man strength starts to kick in, man. And we already saw that a little bit. He had 33 home runs in 2023, Mm -hmm. and that was only in 148 games. So I really wouldn't be surprised if he increases that up a little bit, maybe 35 home runs, you know, and – and the double digits, the double digit stolen bases look are looking really good, and he's he's still pretty young, so he'll be able to put up those numbers for a while now. So in, in a keeper league, you know, between these four guys, I honestly I, I'd like to have Albies out, out yeah. of all four of them, you know, and, yeah. and simply because he's younger, yeah. he's young, and he's going to last a while. You know, he's going to be <laughs> at, at this elite rate for at least a few more years. Whereas those other guys that are 33, 34 years old, they probably only have, you know, a, maybe one or two more elite years out of them. Right. All right. That was the end of tier two. Moving on to tier three. Cattell Marte, Matt McClain, and Glaber Torres. Cattell Marte, I have him at the top of this. And it's it's it was a little tough for me to, you know, kind of going back and forth between all three of these guys because Matt McClain, very young, uh, in a, a, a an amazing young Reds lineup, you know, hitting close to the top of the order. Uh, but just unproven, you know, in MLB, he had his stint so far. Uh, but Cattell Marte, man, he's a switch hitter, hits hits well from both sides of the plate. Um, definitely better versus lefties. He had a 313 batting average versus lefties. Um, and he's in, in similar to to Ozzy Albies, that, that 313 batting average came with five home runs. The 259 batting average versus righties came with 20 home runs. So the That's power crazy. comes from the left side. But the uh, the batting average comes from the right side, so you're going to be getting a good batting average from him regardless. Uh, he right. hit 276 with 25 home runs and eight stolen bases last season. So the stolen bases have slowed down a little bit, and I really think that's because he knows that he gets hurt uh, a lot every single season. You can kind of expect Cattell Marte to at least have one IL stint every single season. Mm-hmm. He's he's not even 30 yet, man. So. It, it kind of puts a question mark on him a little bit, but we saw, you know, the production that he was able to give us last season, you know, all the way to the end. Um, there were four out of the six months uh, that he played where he batted over 300 or uh, at least 300. Um, he had the, the biggest takeaway that I have uh, negatively is he had a career high ground uh, ground ball rate which is, you know, it's not the greatest, but um, he also had a career-high games played. You know, it showed Marte's potential to finally, you know, finally coming to fruition. Um, He has an an elite K rate. It's only at a um, uh, 15.7 career. Last season was at a 16.8, really good, under 20%. His... Uh, walk percentage 10.9 amazing which would you know that's that's amazing for points leagues he's going to get on base a lot which is at least one point at least in our league it's one point i know there's some other yeah. leagues where it's only half a point for a walk which i don't really understand that um but you know they, they always say a walk's as good as a hit you know yeah. so why not give that's him right. a full point, on base. You know? yep. exactly on on it's like like they said in Moneyball. I don't care about his defense. I just want him to get on base. You know exactly. <laughs> um, we fin- finally saw him play 150 games last season. Uh, 94 runs scored, uh, 82 RBI. Uh, good lineup. You know, we just saw the Diamondbacks go to the World Series and battled it out against the Rangers. They swept the Dodgers. They played really good against the Phillies. So um, I-, I think that lineup is is pretty sustainable. Um, I-, I think Cattell Marte. You know, he's. He's one of those guys that's like the only thing that's really going to hinder him is injuries. But if he can stay healthy, man, he's he's going to be a top five second baseman for sure. Yeah, definitely. I, I agree. Um, yeah, um, he's he's always been a weird one for me. Um, simply, like you said, you know, the injuries, you know, they, they kind of mount up a little bit. Um, but, it, dude, if he can stay healthy, he's definitely, you know, and he's young. I You know, he could definitely be top five for for years to come you know um uh yeah man um yeah he i'm he's he's one of those like consistent guys you know like gives you like uh, you know he's he's an elite bat you know he 
He's got good power. You know, the uh, only thing, you know, like I said, uh, you know, injuries, if, uh, you know, if he could stay healthy for a full season, dude, you, you can imagine what he can do in a you know, full season. Yeah. And the problem is he's going to his age 30 season in 2024. So, you know, if the injuries have already piled up in his 20s, you know, I, I think the the injuries are probably going to be a little bit worse in his 30s. You know, if if not, they, they probably just stay the same. Um, but hopefully, you know, any of those injuries that he does get, it's only going to require like a 10 day minimum IL stint. You know, hopefully it won't mm-hmm. be any, anything longer than that. Um, but the next guy I want to talk about. Dude, Matt McClain, the the Reds' uh, second baseman, his he's a right-handed bat. He's only twenty three years old, dude. Next year yeah. he's going to be twenty four, and he's already shown kind of what he can do, and he has helped out so much by his ballpark. the uh, the The ballpark in Cincinnati is the second most hitter friendly ballpark in baseball. So. All those home runs he got, he had 16 home runs in only 89 games. You can kind of like that, that that's basically a 30 home run pace for a 23 year old. And, you know, he's just going to get better from there. Uh, Also had double digit stolen bases, 14 stolen bases. So next year, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he was a 30, 30 guy with 200 runs and RBIs. Um you know, as as a twenty four year old, he's he's only going to get better from here, along with the rest of that Reds lineup. One thing that could hinder him is if he does struggle a little bit. The Reds also have Jonathan India, you know, as their second baseman, so they have a crowded right. infield. Um, Matt yeah, McClain, you know, coming up, they they really like this guy. He's got some pedigree, um, but you know, right now he's he's slated to be the starting second baseman for um, or. A, a great offense on on a, a team that doesn't really look like they could be, you know, a contender because they just don't have the pitching for it. Which on our last show, I was talking about Trevor Bauer trying to make his return to MLB. You know, I maybe heard about he that. Possibly, maybe he could possibly put on a Reds uniform again. You know, um, when, when he got traded from Cleveland to the Reds and he won the Cy Young Award, that was in um, the 2020 season, I believe. It was either 2019 or 2020. Uh, but you know that's that was the year that he won the uh, the Cy Young was with the Reds. So I'm I'm sure the right. Reds have a, have a good relationship with him, and you know he was found not guilty. So why not let Cincinnati give him another try? He could definitely be the ace of the of the Red staff. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh, and so they, they just uh, they just signed somebody else, right? The Reds. Yeah, didn't they sign um? What's his name? Frankie Montas. Oh, yeah. I I did see I did see something about him. I thought yeah oh. yeah he signed with the Reds. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was so, like I was like okay, so that I mean, uh, health. You know, I know off topic and everything, but you know, health issues aside, that Frankie Montas is a pretty good pitcher, man. Yeah. Yeah, you know? we've seen what he can do. So. so so that's for the Reds, you know, them being a, a young team, you know, and guys like McLean and um Yeah, they're they're not know, spending uh, a lot of money on their bats. So why not go out and spend some money oh, on their man. pitching? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, too bad Luis Castillo is gone. You know, that that would have yeah. been a, a great a, wow, a, a great leader, you know, for for their pitching staff. Imagine if they kept Luis Castillo and they had and they signed Trevor Bauer also. That's an amazing Damn. one to Trevor yeah, Bauer says that he still considers himself a top 10 pitcher in Major League Baseball. And, you know, judging by what he did in, in the Japan League, was it, was it Japan or was it the KBO? I don't remember. But um, One of those. You know, he, he was looking pretty good. So um, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I, would, I would assume that it would be a team either like the Reds or the Angels, uh, mm-hmm. possibly the Phillies, you know, that would sign a guy like Trevor Bauer because they're going to get a lot of heat, you know, for um, – for signing a guy that just went through a lengthy uh, court process like that. Right. Especially the reason why he had to go, you know, but Hey, if it wins the championship or at least gets you into the playoffs and you know, you're going to get some bad PR for a couple months, but in the end, it'll kind of be worth it. Right. Uh, Matt McClain is probably going to bat second or third in one of the weakest divisions for pitching. You know, the, the Brewers don't have Brandon Woodruff this season. 
Um, there's there's talk about Brandon Woodruff actually getting traded to a different team. So, you know, other than him, there's not really a lot of really good starting pitching in um, in the Central. I, I guess the Cubs have the best pitching staff in the Central. They they um, they have some um, they had some signings this offseason, I believe. Uh, I, I don't remember who just got signed by the Cubs, but I was looking at their pitching staff the other day and I was like, oh, damn, they actually do have a pretty good pretty good staff and it looks like if if cody bellinger ends up re-signing with the cubs i wouldn't doubt that um that they might actually go to uh, uh go on to win the division yeah I, I think they just signed uh that other uh japanese pitcher oh that's maybe that's who it was yeah yeah oh, I, I believe he right imanaga yeah, 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 yeah. Something like that. And so, I think they got him. I think they. I think there were teams that were throwing um, money at him, and he went cheaper to sign with the Cubs. Hmm. I got to read into that. Maybe. Uh, maybe we'll talk about that on our next show. Uh, yeah, so sure. back to McLean. His uh, strikeout rate is pretty high, but his power and speed make up for the extra strikeouts that he he might accrue in 2024. So. Um, that's, that's why he's a little bit down on this list, you know, also because of the small sample size, but, um, dude, McLean's just going to get better with time, yeah. you know, 23 years old, the type of season that he just had, you know, I, I wouldn't doubt that he, he, if he was going in like the first or second round next season, you know, I, that actually wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was going to say, um, but maybe by next year, he'll probably be in that tier two, um, um yeah. category yeah exactly um, just get that strikeout know, rate people. down a little bit man the the strikeout yeah. rate is it's uh, a little bit too high um let me see he's at a 28.5 percent you know where mlb yeah. average is at 22 percent so let's get it down you know, a little you know bit. young young guys you know they'll, they'll work out the kinks you know yeah uh glaber torres uh former first round pick from the yankees he he showed us what we can expect from from in, in the future we saw a crazy productive season back in 2019 when torres hit 38 home runs which mlb admitted they were using the juice balls during that season so i highly mm -hmm. doubt we'll ever see him hit 38 home runs again but 25 home runs with double digit double digits uh stolen bases seems to be the typical type of season that we can see uh, that we can expect from glaber torres you know, um, even though Glaber was hitting in the middle of the Yankees lineup in 2023, his RB, his RBI total uh, left something to be desired. But I think that was yeah. mostly because Aaron Judge spent half the season on the IL and the Yankees just weren't very productive offensively last season. You know, the, yeah. the, the Yankees, I think they finished with like an 82 and 80 season, you know, very, uh, very peculiar for yeah. a team that usually is is up there for um for winning the division, you know? So, but I, I think that the Yankees are going to have a bounce back season. You know, they're probably going to have closer to like 90 wins, maybe a little bit more than that. So, um, Gleyber Torres, he's, he's a decent one. I, I feel like any one of these in tier three, um, you're going to be happy with, I, out of all three of them, I think I like Matt McLean the best, um, only because of Cattell Marte's injury concerns, you know, but I really like Matt McLean. Yeah, and even even Glaber, um, he's hit the IO a couple times throughout the season too. So, um, you know, I the guy's still young. Um, I, 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 dude, it's funny. Uh, I want to say almost every season of fantasy baseball that I've played, and I've always picked up Glaber Torres for some reason. And he, he always, it's like you said, you know, like the RBIs like give you something to desire, and I always want more because I think he has that potential. Um, and you know, if the, if the Yankees in general can just stay healthy, dude, um, I, I think he'd be up there too. Like, you know, like that tier two bottom tier two ish, um, yeah. you know, area. Um, so we'll see. Uh, I, I think it all rides on, um, the other guys that are batting, um, you know, um, in the Yankees lineup and, you know, if they can stay healthy. Yeah, if Judge can stay healthy, you're probably going to see Glaber Torres get a you know a, a little boost himself. Yeah, definitely. All right, moving on to the next tier. Uh, at first, we have Nico Horner uh, starting off the tier tier four, um, stolen base specialist. He has a, a very high contact rate, but not quality contact. You know, the batting average looked great 
uh, four out of the six months of the season, but that's mostly because of his speed and MLB banning the shift also. Um, yeah. But I don't, I don't really see a lot of upside for Horner. Um, you, you can't deny his speed though. And low, low uh, K percentage uh, yeah. puts the ball in play a lot, uh, but with a low exit velocity, you, you can't really expect too much power. Last season, he hit nine home runs the season before he hit 10. Uh, the nine home runs came in 150 games played. 98 runs scored and only 68 RBI, but that's kind of what you expect from a guy that's hitting a uh, leadoff for the Cubs anyway. Uh, 283 batting average the season before was 281 season before that was 302. So you can always expect a pretty decent batting average. He's not going to like, you know, save you in batting average, but he definitely will help you. Uh, 43 stolen bases last season, which I believe Crazy. was the sixth most in MLB. So, yeah. Um, yeah. if you miss out on stolen bases from, you know, the earlier rounds, guys like, um, um, who's the Diamondbacks guy, the, the new guy, uh, Corbin Carroll, you know, Carroll. or Trey Turner, you know, if you, if you miss out on stolen bases from guys like that, Nico Horner is like a pretty decent option, or you can always pair Nico Horner with a, another guy that, you know, you're going to get like 40 home runs. If you get Aaron judge, you know, in the first round, who who's probably going to have, you know, a, a decent amount of stolen bases himself, maybe 10 to 15, um, mm -hmm. you know, but if you don't have like that stolen base specialist, you can kind of pair a guy like Aaron Judge or Jordan Alvarez, who's going to hit 40 plus home runs uh, with Nico Horner. So that way you kind of have like, you know, two the players balance. that are going to, yeah, it's going to balance it out yeah. for you a little bit. Um, yeah. he, he bats pretty well uh, versus lefties. He had 306 batting average versus lefties. Um, 274 versus righties again the, the batting average is is higher versus lefties uh with only one home run but the batting average is a little bit lower versus righties at 274 and that's where all the power came from he i mean not a lot of power but he had his eight of his nine home runs coming from the right side um <laughs> very, very weird very weird um yeah, i noticed a lot of uh second basement but you know yeah uh just just put the wood on the ball and see what happens. Uh, very yeah. low K percentage, 12.6%, uh, but not a good walk rate. Only at 6.9% where the uh, the MLB average is at 8.4. So, hmm. um, um, uh, let's see. It's not just the lack of home runs, but it's also the lack of, um, of doubles as well so you're not really going to see a lot of doubles from nico horner either uh he's the kind of guy that will hit the ball on the ground a lot you know just because he he is that high contact guy he's he's like um remember when ichiro he would just kind of like put the bat out there and then wherever the ball goes he would just start running like right away yeah yeah he has like that kind of like similar style as well like right, right. when the bat hits the ball he's just, he's just off and running you know so yeah, you I are going to see a pretty decent batting average and some stolen bases, but not a lot of doubles, not a lot of home runs. Doesn't really do much of anything else. So uh, definitely a better play in categories <laughs> leagues, not so much in points leagues because that walk rate is so low. Um, yeah. But yeah, if you need stolen bases, Nico Horner is the guy to go for. Word. Uh, next guy that a lot of people have never heard of because no one really cares about the Oakland A's is Zach Geloff. Um Crazy power potential. He only played 69 games in 2023. It was his rookie season and hit 14 home runs in those 69 games. Uh, 40 runs scored with 32 RBI. Batting average was okay. It was decent, 267, uh, 337 on base percentage. So his walk percentage, is it's okay. It's at an 8.7. League average is at 8.4. But the strikeout rate, 27.3%. That That's pretty high. But when yeah. you're... When you're hitting, you know, 14 home runs in 69 games, you know, that's that's like a 35 home run pace for a guy that's only 23 years old. So uh, a lot of strikeouts, usually the guys that hit a lot of home runs usually have a lot of strikeouts to go along with it anyway. Um, yeah. yeah. So he got his call up in July and kind of got off to a slow start, uh, batting 218 in July with only three home runs. Uh, that was only in 60 plate appearances, but then he kind of turned it on in August and September, batted 286 in August and September, seven home runs in August and four in September. Um, good stolen bases. Uh, he had 14 on the season. He had five in July, uh, four in August and five in September. So um, 
it looks like it like the upside is about 40 home runs and 40 stolen bases. So uh the problem is that uh, because he's in such bad, man. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. Um, but the problem is because he's in the A's lineup, he's not really gonna score a yeah. lot of runs and he's not gonna get a lot of RBIs. So um that is the biggest drawback from a guy like Zach Geloff. But yeah. you know, Oakland is that this is gonna be their last season in Oakland. So they're actually going to be moving to Las Vegas in 2025. And usually when teams uh, move over to a different city, it's when they, you know, start to revamp and maybe they're going to start building around a guy like Zach Geloff and they're going to give him a better supporting cast. You know, who, who knows? Uh, maybe they'll start spending money. Um, you know, the, the movie Moneyball that's about the A's, it, it's, they, they, they were, they, they, feel, they feel like, they feel like a, they they feel like an expansion team sometimes, bro. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like, like sometimes I know you, you know I know that they've been around forever, man. But man, sometimes like you, you know you, you look at the team and you're like, who's this guy? Who's this guy? Who I, like you know when we were talking earlier, I never heard of this dude before, and I was like, you know, I look at the stats and I was like, okay, well, he's one of them young guys. Um, you know, so it, it's it's funny. Um, because I I think that team has a lot of young talent. Um, so it feels like they're an expansion team sometimes, dude. It's crazy. Yeah, that they just don't have a very good supporting cast. You know, they have a couple guys out on, on the team that could be stars, but because they finish last in the division basically every season, no one really cares about the individual players on on the team. You know, it's kind of like right. the Angels who are also in the same division. It's like you got these superstars like Mike Trout and Shohei Otani, who is now on the Dodgers, but um you know, other than that, they don't really have anybody either. Like they thought Rendon was going to be like their star third baseman, but he's just kind of uh -huh. like shit the bed the last few seasons. And there's there's no one else there, you know. So yeah. it'd be nice to see these teams kind of like, you know, to to try to stop, you know, that that money ball kind of like mentality and actually spend some money. But, you know, that yeah. that's um, yeah. that's that's for the owners to decide, not really for anybody else. So. Right. Um, all right. So that was Zach Geloff. Next, we have Haseon Kim, who had the best season of his MLB career. He's only been in the league for three seasons, uh, broke out in 2021 after uh, playing six seasons in the KBO. Uh, last season, he had 17 home runs with 38 stolen bases to go along with his 200, uh, 260 batting average. A 351 on base percentage to go along with that uh, had a 12% walk rate. Um, had his uh, kept his strikeout rate under 20% for the whole season, 19.8. His career is 19.6, so right along, um, right along the you know, his his usual. Uh, it, it, it's great to see you know, under 20%. You know, I see a lot of potential with a guy like Halcyon Kim, and um, I was looking at his KBO numbers. Um, in 2020, he had 23 stolen bases with 30 home runs. In 2019, he had 19 home runs with 33 stolen bases. Um, previous season, 20, 20 home runs. Previous season, 23 home runs. Previous season, 20 home runs. So you can you can pencil him in for close to 20 home runs. He had 17 last season in 152 games, but you know it, he's he just hit his age 27 season. You know man strength years, so I feel like the 17 home runs compared to his 11 the season before, he's kind of coming into his own. And it sucks that he plays in one of the worst ballparks for home runs. Um, but yeah. but 38 stolen bases, like dude. He's he's in a yeah, pretty that's a, good. That's a big that's a big jump from from his previous season, man. That's, yeah, that's only crazy. had twelve in twenty twenty two, but yeah, uh, I mean maybe they just didn't let him run before that. But you know, in the KBO, he was putting up double digit stolen bases every single season. You know, and close to uh, twenty or more home runs every single season. So, yeah. age twenty seven season coming up, I, I or age twenty eight season coming up, I feel like we can see a lot more. Of of the yeah. stuff like that from Halsey on campus. They need some they need some excitement um on that on that ball club, man. So dude, and he's you know, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes so something as simple as stealing a base, bro. That that's that 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 can pump your team up, man. It, it's that simple, yeah. man. You yeah, know, he's really lot, fun to watch too. Like when yeah. he hits a double, he'll he'll stand up and he'll start doing like his little dance, you know, in the dugout yeah. though. They'll yeah. start doing the dance along with him. He's he's a, a fun one to watch. You know, the thunder yeah. the, the the Padres are a fun team to watch in general. 
Uh, moving on, uh, next we have Bryson Stott from the Phillies. Uh, left-handed bat, you know, m- most of the guys that we've been talking about were either switch hitters or right-handed hitters that finally have our first left-handed bat out of a second base position. Uh, last year, he batted 280 with um, not a lot of home runs, only 15 home runs, but he did have a lot of doubles, which are very valuable in points leagues, 32 doubles and 31 stolen bases. So the stolen bases kind of came out of nowhere because the previous season, he only had 12. Um, but yeah, last season yeah. he did play uh, almost 30 more games than he did the previous season. So played 151 games next, uh, last se- uh, in, in 2023, um, 280 batting average with a 329 on base percentage is 748 OPS. So it'd be nice to see him get that slugging percentage up a little bit, maybe get that walk percentage up a little bit. It was only at a 6.1 last season, but the K rate looks great. 15.6% K rate for Bryson Stott. Uh, he's a stolen base standout, not really great at anything else, but good at everything except maybe RBI. Uh, because he hits so low in the Phillies lineup, you know, that that kind of sucks for him because he has guys like the best parts of the lineup hitting in front of him. Yeah. So because he hits uh, lower in the order, you're not really going to see a lot of run total or RBI total for him. Last season was 78 runs and 62 RBI. Um, but, you know, every season is different. So the Phillies actually do have that lineup that that could potentially be one of the best in baseball. So um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the, if he got those numbers up, maybe like 85 runs and 70 RBI. You know, that'd be a, a decent mm-hmm. total for someone that you can get in the uh, like the mid rounds. Yeah. Yeah, that's not it's not not bad. Um, another thing too is, uh, you know, Schwarber, he bats lead off for the Phillies lineup, uh, the last couple seasons, but you know, he, he batted 199 last season. I know his on-base percentage is pretty high. He walks a lot, but man, it, it, it's very unorthodox to see a guy that only hits 199 hitting in the lead opposition. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised that, that might change. <laughs> If Bryson Stott, you know, keeps hitting the way he did last season, close to like a 280 batting average, and you know, with with all that speed, I wouldn't be surprised if they move him up in the order. You kind of have like a Trey Turner, Bryson Stott, mm-hmm. and um, and Bryce Harper hitting one, two, and three. That yeah. that'd be amazing, man. And then you have Schwarber as the cleanup hitter, which makes more sense because he's the guy that's going to hit, you know, 50 home runs. Yeah, yeah. I don't all know. Right. I, yeah, sometimes I wonder about that. <laughs> what the fuck are they doing? Yeah, it's, it's it's a little weird, man. But it it worked for them in twenty twenty two. You know, it took them to the World Series, so yeah, they yeah. thought maybe like let's go ahead and try it again. But uh, I don't know. I, I just I don't think it works for them. I know his on base percentage is that high, but he's a power hitter. You want guys to get on base in front of him so that way he can knock them in. You know, it yep. just makes a lot more yep. sense. But I'm not a uh, MLB manager, so I can't make yeah. that. <laughs> well, there's there's two guys that are kind of at the bottom of this tier. The the guy that I left off is Jonathan India. Um, the guy that I have twelfth is Luis Arias. So Luis Arias and Jonathan India. I, it was kind of hard for me to really like to to decide which one I wanted to have at the bottom of this tier uh, before you going into like the rest of the second baseman. Um, Luis Arias, I feel like he's a little bit better in a points league, you know, and Jonathan India is a little bit better in the categories league. So, um, that's, that's why I have Luis Arias here because we are prominently a, uh, points league podcast. That's what we focus on the most. Um, but Luis Arias hit 354 last season with only a 393 on base percentage, you know, a guy that's hitting 354, his on base percentage should be well above 400. Only oh, had a yeah. 5.7 walk rate last season. Uh, the season before, he was at 8.3. I'd like to see him get that up a little bit, but he makes an exceptionally amount of contact. Only had a 5.5% um, K, K percentage. Uh, 35 crazy. walks to 34 strikeouts. Only had 34 strikeouts and 617 <laughs> plate appearances. That's... <laughs> That's insane, man. That's like that's, close to like Tony yeah. Gwynn level. Yeah, that's crazy, not, man. That's I'm not crazy saying good. he's as good as Tony Gwynn, you know, but seeing more walks and strikeouts is always good. But only seeing 35 walks, that's kind of like a, a it, it irks me a little bit. Um, yeah. 
254 batting average with only 10 home runs and three stolen bases. This is the reason why I feel like I really like him in points leagues versus, you know, categories leagues because the counting sashes aren't there. 71 runs. If you're batting 354, you need to be scoring over 100 runs. But the problem is he's in the Marlins lineup and the supporting cast isn't really like the best either. Um, Only 69 RBI. Um, let's see. In September, he did turn it on a little bit. He actually hit five of his uh 10 home runs in, in one month of the season. So uh if he could do that, you know, three times throughout the season and and have at least 15 home runs between like June, July, and August, and a couple home runs scattered along along the way, you know, bring that home run total up to between 15 and 20. That would definitely increase his value and put him way ahead of Jonathan India, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, yeah. He doesn't really need the stolen bases, you know, because he's going so late in drafts as it is right now. But get those walks up and uh, a couple more home runs. And, you know, Luis Arias is is right there along with uh, with guys like Bryson Stott, you know. And, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I, I can see him. I can see him moving up uh in the in the tier as well like maybe in that third tier bottom third third tier yeah yeah i I feel like all these guys in the fourth tier could kind of like move up you know and and be part of that third tier but they need to step it up just a little bit i feel like um possibly zach geloff and uh haseon kim have like the the easiest chance to move up to that third tier because of their power and speed potential um, the other guys, you know, there, there's, a, there's a lot yeah. that they have to do to be able to move up to that tier. But, um, so the other guy that I wanted to talk about that I'd rather have in categories versus points is Jonathan India. Uh, after seeing three full seasons from Jonathan India, I think we know what we're getting. You know, he was a rookie of the year in yeah. 2021. Uh, although that his rookie season really wasn't that impressive. Um, he hit 21 home runs in, in uh, 269 batting average in 2021. That's not really rookie of the year numbers, in my opinion, you know. But mm, yeah. the 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 rookie pool that season wasn't really the greatest either. So no. um, <laughs> the a, another drawback that I have for Jonathan India, which we talked about Matt McClain a little bit earlier, is the Reds have a very crowded infield. Uh, you got Christian Encarnacion Strand at first base, Matt McClain at second base, Ellie De La Cruz at shortstop, and Spencer Steer at third. So where do you really put Jonathan India? You know, do, right. do you just have him as that utility guy, or do you have Steer as the utility guy because he can play all those positions plus the outfield? And then you have you know, you move Ellie over to third. Um, McClain yeah. moves over to short. I like, mean, I, I keep. I keep hearing his name thrown around in, in trade talks and stuff like that, too. Yeah, that, I feel like that would you be the best know. thing for him, except the yeah. problem is, like we talked about with Matt McClain, Cincinnati is this the second-best ballpark when it comes to um, you know hitting home runs. So that would kind of make his home run potential drop a lot. He only had 17 uh, home runs in 2023, but he also only played 119 games. So he gave up a lot right. of playing time to these other new guys that are coming up. Uh, only batted 244 uh, in his rookie season. He batted 269. So, it, it, yeah. 14 stolen bases last season. That that's actually pretty good. You know, increases stolen base count, but it's still not enough for me to be able to move him up in the rankings. I I think I I just need to see I need to see an an um an abundance of playing time. You know, 119 games last season. Right. It's just not going to cut it. You know, we need to see 150 games from a guy right. like Jonathan India, and it doesn't really look like that's going to happen uh, in the Reds lineup because of all that young talent that they have surrounding him. Yeah, I agree. Yep, he's he's like the older one of the group, and that, it's really weird to say that because he's only 20. He's going to be 27 years old, you know. But yeah. with with Strand and McLean and Ellie and uh, Steer, actually, I think Steer is a little bit older as well. But Jonathan India doesn't play third base, so. Uh, it, right. it, third base would either have to go to to Ellie De La Cruz or Spencer Steer, Steer. Um, which mm-hmm. doesn't really leave like an open spot for Jonathan India, unfortunately. So um, yeah. if he gets traded, hopefully it's it's to like another good ballpark, maybe like the uh, Milwaukee. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't. It, it's it's rare to see uh, teams in the same division, you know, trade yeah, for, for players. 
Um, so we might, you know, we might not even be having this conversation about Jonathan India coming up soon because, you know, if he gets traded to a terrible bar park, that kind of like just it, it drops his value uh, so much. Yeah. Um, there's a couple more names that I wanted to talk about, but unfortunately, we are running out of time. We are at an hour and four minutes. If you are still listening uh, or, or watching the show, we appreciate you guys. Please hit that like and subscribe button. The last thing that I do want to talk about is our uh, Real Talk Baseball Fantasy League. We are actually expanding uh, in 2024. So do you have what it takes? We are expanding to 12 teams. We have five keepers this season, but next year we are going up to about <laughs> we are going up to um, I believe it's eight keepers, possibly ten. Uh, there's a cash prize. We are moving up to twelve teams. Uh, we have ten currently right now. So if you are interested, you can uh, direct message us on Instagram or you can email us at realtalkbaseball@yahoo.com. Um, all right, any other second baseman or any other thoughts that you wanted to put out there, Javi? No, nah, man, I'm just uh, I'm just excited to get uh, the fantasy baseball season going, bro. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be posting something about our expansion on Instagram soon. Um, so, yeah, it, you know, make sure you message us. We're, we're probably going to have a, a raffle to see who is actually able to get into our league. Um, well, that was our second base preview. We appreciate you guys for joining the show listening or watching or whoever however you uh enjoy the show today um once one more time please like and subscribe our our video our podcast um we appreciate you guys thank you for joining us for our second base preview we'll be back next week with our third base preview and uh for hobby i am will power uh fantasy fantasy baseball analyst for real talk baseball and uh thank you guys for joining us see you guys next week later <laughs>